Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Sons of Sequoia podcast, our 21st episode. SOS number 21. Let's get to it. Today is Friday, so we're doing a week in review. Uh, and what a week it was. A lot of stuff happened. You got your second vaccine dose. That was good. I did on Monday. Um, let's see what else happened. Rush Limbaugh died. I, there's a contrast in the news, I think. Uh, the uh, uh, Perseverance landed on Mars with its high-tech uh, learning how to uh, explore our solar system. And at the same time, we had a cold front in Texas and people are do not have enough electricity for heat and water. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what a contrast, you know. Uh, but uh, so lots going on. Yep. Rush Limbaugh died. Uh, what else happened this week? Uh, Ted Cruz uh, amid the yeah. uh, people freezing and dying of carbon monoxide poisoning because they're trying to heat themselves with their cars. And uh, he just hopped on a jet to Cancun. Old Cancun cruise. Uh, that's listen. I'm not gonna judge too harshly. I'm just gonna say, if he has a political strategist or a public relations person, like they dropped the ball on this one. This was obviously gonna. There's gonna be some blowback for this. Uh, he's lying, Ted. If you know what I mean. <laughs> well, lying because. Uh, didn't he say something about, oh, I, I just went there to take my mother there or something, and he, I'm going to come back? He was or... chaperoning his kids there. That's what he said. But his wife uh, but his wife went, too, and his itinerary showed that he was going to stay for a week. Yeah, to Cancun. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. a liar. That's why they call him Lion Ted. <laughs> I did a uh, video well, about Lion Ted, if you remember correctly. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it was it was it was a while, a while back, but it was a good one. Let me see if I can find it. I'm look I'm looking through uh looking through my old videos, seeing if I can find the Lion Ted video. Uh let me just pull myself up because I think there's some action going on over at Mikey's house. Yeah. You're back. I'm back. Yeah, and uh, this week on Monday, we talked about uh, the uh, impeachment hearing, the results, and... uh, the different speeches. Uh, and then on Tuesday was a booksellers uh, movie Tuesday. Mm-hmm. It's a documentary. Mm-hmm. I kind of like that documentary on Tuesdays. Uh, and it was very, very interesting about all the booksellers and and how books uh, contain content, but they also contain memories and they also could be collector's items. And then uh, Wednesday we had our uh, bracket for sandwiches. And that was that was good. And then on Yesterday on Thursday, uh, we looked at Matthew, and there's so many stories, little little uh, parables and stories in Matthew. It's hard to really cover all of them, uh, but uh, we're going to continue with the Gospel Project. And on Thursday next week, we're going to do uh, start on Mark, yeah, and, and talk about it. It's 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 interesting, very interesting. A lot of people talk about the Bible, but they don't really read the Bible. <laughs> Or they don't even study the Bible. They say, oh, I read the Bible. Oh, okay. Uh, did you know that this verse says this? this is, no, I didn't know that. Because they don't really read it from mm-hmm. cover to cover. Or they don't read a book, all the, the book, and actually study the book, you know, from cover to cover. Matthew alone, there's some things in that that are very, very interesting that a lot of people don't talk about. So did you find it yet, David? I'm looking. Uh, I'm getting close, I feel like. Okay. It was so long ago that it's at the end of the queue, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, well, while you're looking, um, yeah, this week uh, was monumental. Uh, Perseverance dropped down on Mars. I think that's fascinating. 
And uh, there was a clip I saw uh, where they were interviewing uh, the different managers at NASA, and uh, they were uh, uh, talking about uh, the success and what they're doing and, and where it's going to go and, and everything. Yeah. Oh, you did find it? I did find it in honor of Ted Cruz's shameful trip. And then, of course, he lied about it, you know. I, I think that's without question. He lied that he was only there to escort his daughters when it was kind of clear that he wasn't. Uh, here's a little video I made in 2016. Let's take a look at it. We have this guy, Lion Ted Cruz. We know Lion Ted. I mean, nobody, nobody likes, likes him. I've never seen a guy like this. In fact, that video huh yeah well, why don't you tell people what he lied about because i don't think you told them because he said he said he was just going there on a trip but then they had pictures of him uh what was it they had pictures of him with with obviously uh suitcases that was going to be uh he's gonna be there for a whole week yeah he, he was wasn't gonna... just escorting them and i guess he had a return flight for next saturday so he, was, yeah, getting, he yeah. was getting the hell out of Dodge while his state was falling apart. So obviously he wasn't going just to escort them and come back. Yeah, escort them for a week or so. Yeah, as, um, I mean, he was obviously lying. He's lying Ted. And then that original clip that I made that uh, video from, it just didn't fit with my music, but uh, there's a part where the guy, the redneck Trump supporter guy, he's like, you lying, lying, Ted. <laughs> That's what he says. I like, I like that line, too. I should have worked that in, but I didn't. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, Ted Cruz. And I guess what I'm saying is... Don't Your YouTube is still up. Oh, yeah, I'm still sharing my screen. Hold on, let me finish. The, it's not on the broadcast, but it's for you. Um, uh doesn't this guy have political strategists? Doesn't he have uh, a PR person? Like, doesn't he have someone to tell him, don't do this right now? You know, even his secretary, when he's like, you know, book me and my family flights to Cancun right now. And she's shivering in an office without power. And she's like, okay, well, when we get the power back, I'll get on Expedia.com and hook you up. Why wouldn't... The secretary say, like, I don't think that's a good idea. No one pushes back. These people, I think they uh, they become, I don't know, unaware of the consequences of their actions or they just don't care. And it's the 21st century. People have cell phone cameras. They're, you're going to get snaps of this guy waiting in line. Like, at least fly private, you know. I don't know. Yeah. That would look even worse. Oh, and his wife, and I saw this on Twitter, so I don't know if it's true. Um, but his wife works for Goldman Sachs, who's a managing director. The one that he punched at the end of my video, you know, while he's trying yeah. to hug his dad. Uh -huh. And uh, part of her portfolio that she manages as a managing director is a lot of Texas energy companies, fossil fuel companies. And... They're making out like bandits because uh, the price floats to market rates. And since there's no 
since there's no energy, it's not regulated there. So people are getting $9,000 energy bills for having heat for 10 days out of 30. And she's the one that's pocketing that money for Goldman Sachs. It's insane. And he and he goes to Cancun because it's too cold there for him. Yeah. But that cold is making him money. You got to spend some of that uh, ill-gotten, those ill-gotten gains. Yeah. And Rush Limbaugh died. Yeah, and I don't which have... Is, which I don't which have is kind of sad. I don't have the clip pulled up, but... Uh, I follow this guy. He's like a Democratic pundit. He's a partisan, you know? And everything that the Republicans do is wrong. And everything the Democrats do is right. And Rush Limbaugh dies, and I thought he had a really good take. He said, you know, Rush Limbaugh, throughout his career, he and I don't agree on anything. We are as far apart as possible. But I will say that 33 years ago, the news was dominated by ABC, CBS, and NBC. And Rush came in and he said, I think I can carve out a niche for myself nationwide. And he started EIB, Excellence in Broadcasting Network. And he became a national figure despite not having the support of the gatekeepers at the time. And this guy's young. He's younger than me. And he says, so, you know, you're not supposed to say anything bad about the dead. And Rush and I didn't agree on anything, but I won't take him to task for that. What I will say is... He was a pioneer in this industry. I'm an independent media, and he was one of the first people to show you didn't need the gatekeepers to be a national figure in independent media. And I think that's kind of cool. Like when someone dies that you disagree with, you find something they did that is admirable. Like he became a voice for disaffected conservatives across the nation, but he also became a voice across the nation without any gatekeepers. Or, I mean, I'm sure he had some gatekeepers, but without NBC, CBS, or ABC. And I think that's pretty cool. Yeah, it is. Now, I know that this is... Should I pull up the clips of... Uh, uh, J- Donald Trump, what he had to say about... We can, just, we can just show exactly what he said without editing. Well, it's going to be edited because Fox News... Did not put up the raw clips. Oh, okay. So I have to use uh, the Jimmy Kimmel clips. Is that okay? Yeah, it's okay. Texas has been hit especially Can't hear it. Yeah, let me pull it up first. Okay. tribute it was right. well, Russia, do you want to say who no I don't they're private conversations but by the way all of them have uh, uh, with one exception picked up the phone and called me as well that's Biden talking about former presidents that have picked up the phone and called him he said they all have with one exception picked up the phone and called me uh, but let's get into the <laughs> Let's get into the Rush Limbaugh stuff. Blink if it's the fat one. Trump has not called Joe Biden. Trump doesn't have time to call Joe Biden. He's too busy calling Fox and friends. After 27 days in hiding, Trump called into Fox News today to talk about his friend Rush Limbaugh, who died. And what a beautiful tribute it was. Well, Rush thought we won. And so do I, by the way. Uh, I I think we won substantially. Uh, And uh, Rush thought we won. And uh, he thought it was over at 10 o'clock, 10.30, it was over. And a lot of other people feel that way, too. But Rush felt that way strongly. And uh, many people do. Many professionals do. And uh, I don't think that could have happened to a Democrat. You would, have had, uh, you would have had riots going all over the place if that happened to a Democrat. Anyway, who died again? <laughs> There's no I in eulogy, Don. And it, it's not like the Fox crew didn't try. They did everything possible to tee him up to talk about Rush. But somehow he kept coming back to this election that he still thinks he won. Did he say to you what, what role he would like to see you play next? Well, we didn't uh, talk too much about that. I didn't want to talk about that too much either uh, because I was 
I was uh, disappointed by uh, voter tabulation. I think it's disgraceful what happened. We were like a third world country on election night with the closing down of the centers and all of the things that happened late in the evening. And he was furious at it. And many people are furious. You don't know how angry this country is. And people were furious. <laughs> well, I have to believe that listening to Trump blather on nonsensically about himself is what Rush would have wanted. There we go. Uh, fascinating, huh? Very interesting, yeah. It's fascinating that uh, this liberal pundit is like, hey, he's an independent media. I give him credit for that. And Trump doesn't really give him credit for anything. He says, what's, <laughs> what's Rush Limbaugh's right. legacy? Well, he was mad when I lost. That's all that matters, right? Well, yeah. But he said, don't you think he would think? And he says, I don't, I'm not thinking about that. I'm thinking about the election. Yeah. This is, I'm thinking about. I'm talking about me. This isn't about him. It's about me. It's about me. Did well, when he died. Yeah. Did Laura make it home? Yeah. Is that when you uh, cut your camera? Yeah. Um. Did she just go straight to bed? Yeah. It's uh, uh early morning. I'm feeling a little tired today. I've been tired all week. I think you know who I blame. Google is still on. Oh yeah, I see. I, there we go. Yeah, I'm on the broadcast. I'm we're up. I just forget to unshare my screen sometimes. You know. Okay. Um, you know who I blame for my fatigue is Dave Frazier. Uh, let me see if I can pull up a picture of this guy. Where is he? Oh, he's not even in Google Images top images. Let me see, Dave Fraser Fox. He's the, he's the local weather man, and he just he just reports the weather, David. He doesn't create the weather. He's full of lies, this guy. <laughs> and so only, only because he's a weather man. He's so full of you'd lies. You say the same thing about you say the same thing about any weather person. I, I was expecting right? it to be nice because Dave Fraser, this liar, told me it would be nice. And then it was super cold all week, and it's just taken the wind out of my sails. I feel like I didn't accomplish as much as I would have liked to this week. I was uh, sleepy, and it's all Dave Frazier's fault. That's, that's all I have to say. Um, should we talk about perseverance? Yeah, we could. That, that was a... Uh, it landed. Uh, they were happy uh, around, two. I think, a 4 o'clock... Uh, uh, two o'clock Eastern time, I think it was, on yesterday. In the afternoon, Eastern time yesterday, I think it was two o'clock. Should I try to find that clip that you liked of the guy talking to the kid? I thought that was awesome. I thought that that was just so. That was really good. Uh, I can probably find. Yeah. I mean, I can find it. Uh, they. Uh, it's. Um, Is it like halfway through? Yeah, it's about uh, it's toward no, it's about two thirds the way through, and um, it's uh, quite a ways through actually. I'm looking. Uh, I found it. it on YouTube. Yeah, I got it. I mean, I found it on you. Oh, okay. I'm on the clip. I'm, I'm scrubbing the clip. I'm trying to find that. Toward the end, it's like two thirds, even more than two thirds. Uh. I think it's like two hours and something, but it's like two hours and I don't know, but it's, it's pretty far down. Yeah. There, I see it. I got it. Oh, uh, it's, I, I thought that was That's awesome. I thought it was, I was very impressed with uh, the kid's question and the answer. Yeah, let's take a look and then you can say why, what you were impressed by. Does that sound good? Yes. My name is Landon Applegate. I'm in sixth grade, and I'm going to Academy for Academic Excellence. And my question is, do you think we could get resources from Mars to help on future missions, or even as like a launching point? Great question, Landon. Actually, we have an experiment called the, Mox the Mars Oxygen In-Situ Resource Utilization Experiment, or MOXIE, and it's going to gem demonstrate generating oxygen from atmospheric CO2 
and that could help gener uh, develop, you know, uh, generate breathable oxygen and even if we can liquefy it, oxidizer for propulsion systems. So that's a tech demo on Perseverance. And then we're going to continue to characterize the frozen water on and below the surface of Mars and eventually try to figure out how to extract that water from the Martian soil or what we call regolith. And then we can use that for potable water and also break it down into oxygen and hydrogen for rocket fuel. So absolutely, we're going to try to eventually figure out how to live off the land to support human missions to Mars. Thanks for taking the time to talk to us today, Steve. Thank you. Okay, what did you like most about that clip? Well, first of all, they asked a kid, mm -hmm. sixth grade kid, and the kid was had a good question. You know, oh yeah, what about the future? Basically, he's talking about the future. A kid is talking about the future. But then the answer was just as awesome because he didn't talk down to the kid. He talked as if the kid was a was a colleague. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is this is what we're doing, like a reporter. This is what we're doing. And uh, he, he named the, the program. Uh, he named uh, what they were doing and what they were trying to do, they, what they're anticipating. Uh, and he gave them, he gave the kid a reasonable answer. And as far as I'm concerned, when you talk to children like that, they will respond in like manner. Mm -hmm. They will start thinking in that way. If you talk to them like children, like, like babies, they'll think like babies. Yeah. And 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 if you elect them to you know, if you elect them to a uh, <laughs> if you elect them to a, a public office, they'll still act like babies. <laughs> uh, but I you treat, you know, you talk them. They're adults. You talk to them as adults. And when they're young, that does not mean they're dumb. Mm -hmm. They may not have your experience. They may not have how much knowledge you've gained, but they're intelligent. Talk to them according to their intelligence. And you say, yeah, this is it. And it's and, it, and sometimes you might define terms because I don't know the definition of that term. Define the terms, explain it to them and so that they so that they understand. They go, oh, yeah, I see uh, that six year old kid probably would understand more of that explanation. than adult who was talked to as a baby when they were a kid and never yeah. and never was never, never was really challenged to actually use their brain and think and listen. Anyway, yeah. that's why I liked it. That's it's like that it. old, like uh, when you get there, act like you've, you've been there before. And then also when someone comes to you, act like they belong there. You know, yeah. she asked, he yeah. asked the question and the scientist answered the question. Like the kid belongs here. I'm going to tell him the answer. Uh, yeah. It shows mutual respect. It's respect. Yes. And, and he respects the kid, but it's not a kid. He respects the question, he respects the person, and he respects the intelligence that came that, behind that question and as a colleague. Mm -hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, uh, uh, intelligence knows no age. It can be, it could be anyone and everyone. You know, even, even young children, uh, before they've even developed, you just talk to them. And uh, because, I don't know, I, I feel strongly about that because mm -hmm. I know when you and my kids were babies, less than a year old, I talked to you about, about what I was doing. Mm -hmm. Of course, it would put you to sleep. <laughs> still does. <laughs> but still, if you're going to get something that you're interested in, then you'll be able to talk and listen. Mm hmm. Unfortunately, a lot, a lot, a lot of, a lot of people today don't listen, no. and that's why I say in the Sons of Sequoia, keep on talking, but listen more than you talk, and try to understand what the other people are saying. And uh, so many people don't do that; they've never had to do that, they've never been challenged to do that, and they can do it. Mm -hmm. I, I've talked to a, you, you and I have talked to a lot of people. We talk to them. But as we're talking to them, we can tell, we can see that they're not there. They're thinking of what they're going to say. They're not listening to what I'm saying or what you're saying. You know, they're, they're thinking the next thing they say. Yeah. Then they'll say something. And you can even go on a tangent 
and they have their own little they, they have their own uh, path that they're going on and people don't listen very well yeah it's like uh it reminds me of when i was showing you about podcast examples because you've never listened to a podcast in your life so i was showing you clips from joe rogan when he's interviewing elon musk and joe rogan keeps asking him about aliens and it's clear that elon musk does not care about aliens <laughs> and joe, joe rogan really does and joe rogan said isn't it interesting that this happened and that happened and this air force pilot saw this and that and elon musk just had to say you know if, if there were aliens i'd probably know about it you know i own the fifth largest space force in the world um and but it was clear that you know joe rogan i don't think he's as smart as elon musk obviously but also it's like I like, you like space, I like aliens, that's the same thing, let's talk about aliens. <laughs> right? And, and, that's, a good way to, that's a good way to frame it. And, and there's, I don't disagree. There's this lack of understanding there. And so <laughs> I think you could sort of see Elon Musk's eyes glaze over like, I'm tired of talking about aliens. I don't want to talk about aliens. And Joe Rogan is like, well, you like space, so therefore you like aliens. And that's not necessarily true. Because I think that Elon Musk likes the practical considerations of space. How do you yeah, get... Because Joe Rogan... Yeah, so that's what I was going to say. Joe Rogan was talking about fantasy. And Elon Musk was talking about reality mm -hmm. and science. He says, yeah, that's not why I'm here. <laughs> Actually, why was he there? Was he there to talk about what Joe Rogan wanted to talk about? Or was he there to talk about what he wanted to talk about? Yeah. He says... I mean, he, he could have said, I think it was a bit appropriate to say, why am I here? Why am I here? Yeah. To talk about you, what you feel like. I mean, that's sort of what a podcast is, though. The host's interests are, in large respect, why. Um, but when you have a guest on, you talk about what they want to talk about. And if you interview someone, you says, oh, I'm glad to interview Elon Musk. Let me tell you what I think. <laughs> to me, that doesn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, I'm going to interview the president of the United States. Oh, let me tell you about uh, what I did the other day. That's not that's not an interview. Uh, yeah, I guess I don't know what a podcast is. Of course, I'm on one. <laughs> You're on one right this second. I'm on one. Um, I'm but trying to... Me, I guess that was a podcast, but it seems to me that that was an interview because he was asking Elon Musk about uh, space and his endeavors and what he's doing. And I, I uh, listening to that, I didn't listen to all of it, but what I listened to, I was impressed. Uh, I felt that Elon Musk was a very sharp guy. Mm -hmm. He's a smart guy. And uh, he's not, he's lucky and fortunate and he's rich. But he's also very smart. Yeah. He's what he's doing. A lot of those people up there are very smart. Uh, also, there was a GameStop hearing yesterday. On oh, Capitol what? Hill, yeah. And uh, this is funny. Let's take a look at this real quick. So just take a look at the views. This is 821, 1,000. This is the House Financial Services Committee. 2,000, 5.2, 4.9. GameStop hearing. Half a million people watched it. <laughs> wow. Uh, and it was fascinating. They got the Reddit guy, and obviously Reddit's biased, and that's where I'm getting my news from, but the Reddit guy was calm, coll collected. He said the catchphrase. Um, the catchphrase for, for Reddit is, I like the stock. This isn't advice. I just like the stock. And he was explaining the due diligence he did and what uh, caused him to buy $50,000 worth of GameStop at $3 a share, which at its highest price turned into $50 million. Um, here's the guy. His name is Keith Gill. And uh, I guess this guy, he was great. He was calm, he was cool, he was collected. And then the other guy from Robinhood. This is the CEO of Reddit. He was on there. Um, and then let's see who else. The Robinhood guy. That's Keith Gilligan.
the Robin Hood guy looks a lot like... There he is. There's the Robin Hood guy. Um, he was very bad. He was stumbling over his words. Uh, Citadel Capital, that was the people that bailed out Robin Hood. Apparently in the hearing, I didn't see the hearing. According to Reddit, they threw the Robin Hood guy under the bus. They said, like, we're the big fish. Robin Hood's the little fish. Um, let's take this opportunity for this hearing. The senators, the, the Congress people are upset. Let's give the Redditors a pass. Let's throw Robin Hood under the bus. And as the rich people, let's work on legislation that makes sure that the Redditors can never do it, this to us again. Well, they're, 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 they're the fall guy, Robin Hood. It's, they're going to be the sacrificial lamb. It was fat. I mean, that's the story that I got. I didn't follow it that closely, but. And it kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Oh, yeah, sure. Like, you know, they're going to protect their, their assets. Yeah. And the, the money behind Robin Hood is, will be fine. But Robin Hood, they'll let that be the sacrificial lamb. And then they can work on legislation to make sure that. Uh, Average Joes can never do this to rich people again. That'll be the next step. So yeah, it was fascinating. Um, that's still going on. Obviously, if we look, when we did our GameStop episode, uh, GameStop was over 200. It was 250 or so. Today, it's $41.91. Wow. If we take a one month, look at that. Yeah, wow. So it would have been good to sell right there, maybe, right? Yeah. <laughs> maybe right there. Or maybe there. Either either place. And this was right when they closed off trading, 27th. Mm. So I think they manipulated the markets, but they'll get away with it. They're rich, you know? Yeah. So that story is still going on. Uh, what else did we talk about this week? Oh, we did a sandwich bracket fight on Wednesday. <laughs> yeah, we did. That was fun. It was fun. Uh, but one thing that was missing, I think we could go into this for about five or ten minutes. And you pointed yeah. this out right away. They had a patty melt, which is similar, but not the same. There were no, no hamburgers on no our hamburg sandwich bracket. I like now, hamburgers. Now, I like hamburgers, too. Um Do you like like regular old hamburgers, cheeseburgers, bacon cheeseburgers? Like if you had to rank them. Let's do a little rank. Yeah, well. Well, a little bit of a little bit of background, David. I I grew up eating hamburgers. I mean, uh, grew up in a grocery store and my parents worked and I worked with them. And by the way, I just want to say that's a, a lot of people say, oh, that's too bad. You didn't live at a home. No, I live in a grocery store. Uh, it was a great place to grow up. I, I loved it. I loved it because I was with my parents all day long, mm -hmm. you know, and before school, after school, I'd come home to the store and, and I loved it. Uh, but since we were working, my parents were hard, hard working, very hard working. Uh, on the way home, would stop and get a hamburger for dinner on the way home. <laughs> so I have hamburgers all the time. Joe's Grill, you know, and I says, I want two hamburgers and a lumpy malt. Two hamburgers because they were small. Uh -huh. By the way, my dad was a butcher and he, he brought Joe uh, the, um, the the hamburger. Beef. Yeah, the beef. And uh, and my dad had was he knew what he was doing. He had really high quality hamburger, you know, good, good beef. And he made it just the way Joe wanted to. And the guy's name was Joe and he loved horses. Uh, and and it was just like you walk in Joe's Grill was just almost like a you walk in you'd have uh, uh, like four booths over here and then a counter and that's it it wasn't very big at all uh, and up at the top was at the front here when you walk in it was the cash register but behind the cash register above he loved horses and he had all these horses uh, that people would give him. So when I was in school, I uh, we had to do carvings uh, in our art class, and so I get I, I told my parents I need I need to carve something. So my mother walked down the aisle and says, "Here's some ivory soap. Go carve that." I said, "Okay." So I took a bar of ivory soap into school, 
and I carved a horse's head out of it, and I I gave it to uh, David to Joe one nice. one day when we stopped, and he goes, ah, oh, thank you, Michael, thanks, you know, and every time I'd go, I'd see my little horse's head up there, <laughs> right in the middle of all these other really nice, <laughs> really nice horse that you know, my little soap soap horse's head was dropped right in the middle of all of them. He put it up there, and I felt like I belonged. Yeah, I really felt good, but I always have two hamburgers and a lumpy malt. You can't really find malts anywhere anymore. You notice that? Uh, well, do you know what a lumpy malt is? It's just like a a milkshake with extra malt powder, so that no. the malt powder becomes lumpy. What no. is it? They would they would put the milk, they'd put the ice cream, and they'd put the malt in there, right? And then they would they mix it, and then give it to you. But uh, uh, one time, they were in a hurry. They go, they didn't mix it enough. And when they handed it to me, the ice cream was still ice cream. It wasn't blended. Mm -hmm. And so the malt was lumpy, but the lumps were ice cream. Ah, okay. I loved it. And so I, so I began ordering it that way. And they would smile. They go. Okay, a lumpy malt. First of all, what's a lumpy malt? It says, you get lumps of ice cream in it. Oh, okay. And my dad would laugh. Yeah. You know, because I created my own uh, specialized order, a lumpy malt. The thing is... Because you, you blend it, but you leave the ice cream lumps in there. It's kind of like it's kind of like a blizzard with chocolate chips in it. Yeah, there's like a little a, texture. It's like how people uh, order their eggs. Some people like their scrambled eggs just totally done. And some people like them soft. You like your malts a little lumpy. Uh, yeah, back then. But yeah. you would you would get uh, two hamburgers. The, the thing is, I've always been a cheeseburger fan myself. I rarely eat hamburgers without cheese. Uh, do you feel like regular old hamburgers was more common in your in your day? Oh yeah, it was. At least where I was, yeah. Because I never really had it. A cheeseburger was kind of like special. Mm -hmm. That was a special occasion. And that was a that was an exotic hamburger. You put cheese on it? Yeah, no. <laughs> you, you have hamburger and you have some onion, an onion on there and pickles and mustard or, you know, that's that was a hamburger. Mm -hmm. A cheeseburger? Yeah, that, that's, that's something different. It's kind of like a patty melt or something. Yeah, it's not really. A hamburger is a hamburger. A hamburger is a hamburger. With uh, with uh, maybe some onions, pickles, uh, maybe lettuce, but we didn't have lettuce. We just had onions, pickles, and and uh, mustard. But but I loved them. I, I loved it, and it's it's a good meal. Uh, but um, to answer your question originally, uh, I I guess to to rank them, uh, you know, when you get to like a bacon cheeseburger, a bacon burger, uh, whatever. Those are good because I like bacon. Mm -hmm. You know, those are tasty, but uh, they don't really. But it ha it's kind of like hamburger has its own place for me. A hamburger and is a hamburger. A hamburger is a hamburger, and then you got the cheeseburger and the bacon cheeseburger and the and the triple bacon cheeseburger and the double this and it. all that other stuff is gourmet. Mm -hmm. And that's just like a fancy version of a hamburger. But a right. hamburger is a hamburger. So now that we've decided that a hamburger is a hamburger, let's take five minutes. Let's, <laughs> let's go through the Red Robin menu and rank them one through ten. Okay. Here we go. One through ten. They have that many? The Mad Love Burger. What does this look like? There's some crap here. I don't like it. There's avocado, though. I do like avocado. I like avocado. Swiss cheese, bacon. This looks like hash browns or something. I don't know. Too fancy for uh, me. I give that a five. Southern Charm. This looks great. like mushrooms, bacon, and cheddar cheese. That sounds good. Uh, I would eat that. Do you see it? Should I get? Oh, should I get rid of uh, us so we could see this better? Just move. Oh, it has barbecue sauce, looks like, on it. Yeah. Let's see, what is this one? Peppered bacon and cheddar cheese with barbecue sauce? I'd eat that. 
Yeah. Oh, I need any of these. <laughs> yeah, me too. This Back looks to like uh, caramelized these. onions and blue cheese. I don't know if I would like that one all that much. Because uh, well, I eat it. I would eat it. That one might be at the bottom of the heap for me, though. Now we're coming to my favorites because I can already see. I love this one. Remember when we would get this one at Red Robin? In the before times when we could go to restaurants? The bonsai? No, the master cheese. Oh, yeah, you don't see my cursor. Interesting. Uh, the master cheese. Uh, it's just two different types of cheese with pickles and mayo. It's good. That looks good. The bonsai has to, has a, a pineapple on there. That looks pretty good. Would you? Yeah, you're not opposed to pineapple burgers. Oh no, I'll, I did it. it. Again, that's that's in the gourmet section. It's not mm -hmm. a hamburger. That's just a hamburger with stuff on it. Yeah, it's because some people they're opposed to pineapple on pizza. Even I don't mind pineapple on pizza. A little sweet, a little salty. I like pineapple. Whiskey River bar barbecue. The barbecue sauce looks like those. Uh, you know, fried onions. Yeah, that looks really good. Oh, my goodness. This is my favorite, Royal Red Robin Burger. That's what you'd always get. I love the Royal Red Robin Burger. The egg yolk, it breaks and it forms a natural sauce over the bacon and the cheese. Mm -hmm. And uh, Americans, people give Americans a hard time because American cheese isn't really cheese. Did you know that? No. American cheese is like processed dairy product. Let's let's Google is American cheese real cheese. Well, as you might have guessed, it's not actually cheese, at least not legally. The FDA calls it pasteurized processed American cheese product. Oh, so it has to be more than half cheese, which is technically pressed curds and milk. Um, huh. So American cheese isn't cheese, but the Royal Red Robin Burger. They use American cheese. And the thing about American cheese is that it may not be cheese, but it's absolutely delicious. <laughs> Wouldn't you agree? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I would agree. I would Ooh, agree. Fried jalapenos and salsa on a burger, the Burnin' Love Burger. What do you think of that? Would you eat that? Burnin', I probably would, but I'd, uh, I don't want to be too hot. Well, what is those things, the metal things in the middle there? It looks like they're fried jalapeno rings. They're fried jalapeno oh, rings. Oh, oh, wow! Yeah, that looks very interesting. If I was, if I was in the mood, I would. I'm not always in the mood for a hot, hot stuff, but yeah, it looks really good. Red Robin gourmet cheeseburger. There you go. That I mean, honestly, I can't imagine the situation where I would order the Burn and Love Burger over the gourmet cheeseburger. Me, me neither. Me neither. There's too much there, and and uh, why? I want to taste the burger. Yeah. Um, why would I want it to to offend it with the uh, with the jalapenos? And uh, I love. I mean, I love a cheeseburger. This looks perfect to me. Mayo, yeah. lettuce, tomato, a slice of cheese, a burger, pickles and onions on the bottom. Perfect. Is that all of them? Oh, there's more. More bacon cheeseburger, delicious guacamole bacon cheeseburger that's what i would always get because i like guacamole i think a guacamole bacon cheeseburger you're approaching uh that's sort of like the ideal perfection if a place has good bacon good guacamole good cheese i think all of those complement each other with a burger whereas you still get the burger the burger is still the star but there's not too much crap piled on it, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Just the good stuff. Like this, I think you'd probably, your mouth would be burning, you'd taste jalapenos. This, all the ingredients, guacamole, bacon, and cheese. Would blend together. They blend together with the patty, and you get a good burger experience. But it looks like there's onions there, and it looks like that's Swiss cheese. I think Doesn't they let it? you choose the cheese, though, on the guacamole bacon I, cheeseburger. I choose cheddar. I like cheddar cheese. I like cheddar. I also, because of Red Robin... I like American cheese on my hamburgers because it melts. <laughs> it melts perfect, you know, because yeah, it's not it real cheese. It's it's processed cheese product. What do you think about mushrooms? Like a mushroom. I Swiss? like I, I like mushrooms. I like mushrooms yeah. too. And Laura doesn't, so we rarely eat mushrooms when we all eat together and we cook. Right. But I would eat mushrooms a lot more 
if she likes mushrooms. Because you like mushrooms, and I like mushrooms. I'll, yeah, I like mushrooms. This, the monster burger, that's just two patties. That's just, that's just too much. I would eat it. <laughs> yeah, I, I would, too, if I was younger, I think. Uh, portion size becomes more important when you get older. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you overeat, I just don't feel good when I overeat, and that's that's a lot of food. So I, I've eaten them before, and they're good. They're very good. I think that's the end of the burgers because if we scroll yes, down, grilled turkey that does not count. Oh, okay. And this is a processed plant product that they make taste like meat. Impossible. No. Vegan, absolutely not. Veggie, yuck. Keep it simple. <laughs> is this like what Joe's Grill would serve you? No, they, they would have lettuce uh, and tomato lettuce, and tomato, onions, onion pickles. And pickles. But, um, yeah, do they just have a regular burger somewhere? This is it. Keep it simple. A sesame uh, seed bun and a patty. I think, I think, well, they didn't have sesame seed back then. But I think what you do is you, you, you order that. And then you can put things on it. You can. Yeah, you put, put ketchup and mustard and, and mayo or whatever. Well, can you put pickles and lettuce and. Probably. I would imagine you could do that, yeah. And these don't count. Chicken doesn't chicken, count. Chicken, chicken is not a burger. Oh, now they have their tavern burgers. I think we've, we've covered the main burgers. Um, yeah. If you had to choose one that we saw, which one would you choose? Well, the one, actually, the one I always get, and I got to say, I really like it. Is the uh, guacamole bacon burger? That's the one you would choose. Which one would you choose last out of all of these? Probably the jalapeno. I think I would choose because the jalapeno uh, uh, interferes with the beautiful, lovely taste of the rest of the burger. I would choose the Royal Red Robin. That's yep. the one with a sunny side up egg, uh, bacon, and cheese. Uh huh. And I think my last, my bottom, would also be the Burn and Love Jalapeno Burger. Because uh, I don't want fried crap on my burger. Also, you know, the fried crap, the texture, takes away from the texture of a burger. Uh, and I also feel like guacamole bacon or Royal Red Robin. The only difference between guacamole bacon and Royal Red Robin is one has guacamole and one has an, a fried egg. <laughs> You know, but they're both bacon cheeseburgers with one more thing. I think bacon cheeseburgers <laughs> with one more thing, that's the max you can put on something. You know, <laughs> I look at some of these, and there's a million different things on them. And it's like, that's too much. Look at that. There's avocado. There's some weird, like, I'm looking at the Mad Love Burger. Some weird, like, is that hash browns? Bacon? Looks is this like, like a salad? Like, too much. So we've decided we both wouldn't want the jalapeno burger. That would be our last. But you're a guacamole bacon burger guy, and I'm a fried egg bacon cheeseburger guy. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we've gotten closer to having a heart attack just by looking at all these burgers. <laughs> oh, see, why isn't that a sandwich? Two pieces of bread and stuff in the middle. Yeah. Why, why don't you consider that a sandwich? Because you can have, you say, oh, well, yeah, but you actually cook the burger. Well, you cook other things, too. You you grill the cheese. Or like a, a Italian beef sandwich or a French dip. You roast oh, yeah. the beef. It's roast beef. Yeah. So why isn't a hamburger a sandwich? Or a, fr a fried chicken sandwich. That was on the sandwich bracket list. You cook the chicken. And so, again... I ask, why isn't a hamburger a sandwich? <laughs> I think it is. It just wasn't on the list. Okay. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll accept that. So while we're on the topic of hamburgers, I like talking about food because people might disagree with you on politics. They might disagree with you on your takes on the news. But everybody likes food. <laughs> I mean, people may not like burgers. They may say, oh, I'm a vegan. Uh, how do you know if someone's vegan? Don't worry, they'll tell you about it. <laughs> okay. Uh, 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 so while we're on the topic of burgers, though, and I like talking about food, what is your opinion on sliders? Well, I don't have much of an opinion. 
they're okay. I mean, um, I mean, uh, there's nothing wrong with them. I, I, I can't say anything wrong about them. See, here's my opinion on sliders. A, like, you can have the, a slider, just have a burger. Yeah, the closest thing we have to sliders is fast food wise. We don't have White Castle. White Castle is famous for their sliders. Um, the closest thing we have is Good Times. They have Bambino burgers, and those are officially just sliders. Now, yeah. uh, what you said is exactly how I feel about sliders. I'm not going to order one Bambino burger. I'm going to order four. And then at that point, why don't I just order a hamburger? Uh, and I feel like sliders, maybe I haven't had a good slider, but the bread to meat ratio is off. It's too bready. So I'm a big proponent of regular old burgers over sliders. Some people love sliders, but not me. I'm on team burger, not team slider. Yeah, well, me too. Me too. And I'm sure we'll do a tier list about this, but let's take the big three. McDonald's, Wendy's, Burger King. If you had to order them, one, two, three. For their burgers. Well, uh, that's tough. Uh, I'd have to go. Uh, it's been a long time since I've been to all three of those. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been to Wendy's more than the other two. So I'd have to say Wendy's would be before the other two, only because I go there and it's convenient. Mm -hmm. And I do like their, their burgers. I do like them. Uh, between Burger King and, and McDonald's, uh, to me, they're very, very similar. I probably would do the open grilled uh, uh, Burger King before McDonald's. Uh, but depending on the location, McDonald's might have better burgers than Burger King. Yeah, it's, it's true. hard to tell. Like when I see these uh, uh, like try guys, this guy eats the menu and he gives you his opinion. A lot of that is determinant upon maybe the one he went to isn't indicative of the mean or median quality of that chain. Uh, yes. I think the chains can have different levels of quality. I remember. I well, was, the, not only not only the chains, but the individual. A lot of those are, are franchised. Individual quality control within the different uh, uh, locations mm -hmm. can vary in quality too. Yeah, they don't they don't want to, and they have standards. But then those standards are only good if you uh, uh, adhere to them strictly. And actually put a spin on them to make them good. Mm -hmm. uh, because I know I've, I've been to sub, Subways. Some Subways are really good. Mm -hmm. And other Subways, you can tell a difference. And they all have the same standards. But the way those standards are implemented uh, can have variability. Also, you know, food has variability. I remember going to a Subway in California. I was on vacation. And I was just hungry. And I like to eat the local food. But I was so hungry, it's like, I got to eat something, you know? So I went to a Subway, and it was really, really good. And the reason why is because there's a lot of farms in California, and the vegetables were so fresh, especially the tomatoes. Mm. And I remember thinking, like, these tomatoes make the same. Like, a, a delicious ingredient can make a sandwich. And they were fresh tomatoes that seemed like they were from California, you know? And... If I was in Colorado and they loaded those tomatoes up in a truck and, you know, drove them over the Rocky Mountains and they got to my local subway and they chopped them up, same tomatoes, they wouldn't have been as good. That's right. That's right. A lot of food is freshness. Mm -hmm. And that's why uh, when I went to Joe's Grill, going back to Joe's Grill. <laughs> yeah. When I went to Joe's Grill, the meat they would use for the hamburgers my dad had just ground either that day or the day before. At most, it was one day old. He'd go there every day. Mm -hmm. And I'd have a hamburger every night. Yeah. <laughs> and it was fresh hamburgers. And I can tell you, it was really, really good. Um, yeah. And that's why you kind of, you know, you don't like to go to a place like Yogi Bear. I said, no one goes there anymore. It's too crowded. But when a place is dead, you're worried they're serving you old food. That's right. Um, That's right. As for me, I put Wendy's first, just like you. Wendy's is delicious. Uh, okay, here's here's my breakdown. Wendy's okay. is delicious, and I don't feel that bad when I eat it. <laughs> I feel like I ate <laughs> fast food, but not 
like terrible. Okay, McDonald's. Okay, McDonald's okay. is delicious, but I feel bad when I eat it. Burger King to me is not delicious, and I feel bad when I eat it. <laughs> okay. So Wendy's first, McDonald's second, Burger King third. For those reasons, those are good reasons, don't you think? Yeah. Honestly, if you put a McDonald's double cheeseburger, McDouble, in front of me right now, I would eat it. And while I was eating it, I would say, this is so good. And then yeah. five minutes afterwards, I'd say, I don't feel that good. <laughs> I, I think McDonald's is delicious. Like, honestly, and the people, they poo-poo McDonald's. They say, oh, it's, it's, it's crappy food. And it is crappy food. But I'm not saying it's not crappy food. I'm saying it's delicious. If you've ever tasted a McDonald's hamburger and fries, they're absolutely delicious. Well, their fries are good, I think. Yeah. I, I would I would say their fries are very good. Their fries are number one. If we're doing if we're doing burgers, that's how I rank them. If we're doing fries, McDonald's number one. Good fries. I don't yeah. know how they do it, but they're good. I think they just bathe them in oil and salt. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yeah. But it's good stuff. Well, we talked about the news. Ted Cruz, old Cancun Lion Ted Cruz. Yeah. We saw my video. What did you think of my video? It was good. good. As well, he <laughs> put it to music. And I, we when I was listening to it, the, the, the guy talking to, to Ted, you know, that, oh, man, you know, this Ted just trying to run for office and this guy is yelling at him. This mm-hmm. guy probably doesn't... He's just parroting what he heard. He's yeah, probably not that. Probably not that smart. But you put it to music, <laughs> and when you put it to music, it became entertaining. It was good. It's like da 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 I like that. It, it's and so it kind of says, okay. Uh, I don't know. To me, it's just kind of like, okay, yeah. Let's back up and not take life too seriously. You know, let's just let's just enjoy what we're looking at here. Yeah, and it, I, mean, I liked you, it. You can be smart. Um, you can be educated. Uh, it doesn't matter what class you're from. Uh, you could be uneducated. You could be upper class, middle class, lower class. You could be white. You could be black. You could be Hispanic. You could be Asian. You could be part of the LGBT community. But one thing that everyone can agree on is that Ted Cruz is a liar. <laughs> and I think we proved that today. So a lie is a lie, as I was just saying, a lie I mean, is a lie. No matter no matter where you're coming from, a lie is a lie. Yeah, and it doesn't matter where you came from, you can see a liar. You know a liar when you see one. And so Donald Trump, you can criticize him for a lot of things. But even Donald Trump saw that Ted Cruz was a liar. And he gave him the name Lion Ted. <laughs> so, uh, and I think that, well, got, I, that got borne out this week, right? It was clear he was lying. Yeah. Well, I, I think uh, Rush Limbaugh, too. Uh, the contrast between, you know, whether, whether you like him or not, you know, look at, look at some, a legacy, uh, Rush Limbaugh, like like the guy said, uh, he did uh, create uh, a whole genre of news outlet. Uh, he did create that. So that so give him credit. Mm-hmm. And and all Trump would say was his election. He yeah. wouldn't he he wouldn't even acknowledge. It's not that he didn't give him credit. He wouldn't even acknowledge what Rush Limbaugh did. It's pretty interesting. Pretty uh, interesting. And, uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh, love him or hate him. And I guess you could say Donald Trump, love him or hate him. Uh, but one of the reasons why we're talking about them is because of another story that we covered today. Because they had something called perseverance. <laughs> right? You don't give up. You really don't give up. You keep going, yeah? Uh, And I think, you know, Rush Limbaugh, like he did, he got on the radio, he kept going. Uh, He said things, people said, you know, you're 
racist, you're sexist. He said, you can call me all those things, but I'll be here tomorrow morning saying racist and sexist things for the next 30 years. And then he did it. And he didn't give up. And yes, you could say that's bad. He brought that into the discourse. And, you know, some people may think it's bad. Some people may think it's not. But it just proves that you're capable of doing a lot when you set your mind to it and you don't give up. You're capable of doing a lot of good. You're capable of doing a lot of bad. <laughs> so, um, But there's something to be said for just doing something. And I think that he should be applauded for that. He did something for 33 years. Um, I want to show you, hopefully it works, because I Googled perseverance. I was thinking about that uh, that word uh, this morning when I was waking up. And it's perseverance. So severance is like uh, severing your relationship with someone, you know, breaking off. Per is around, you know. So you're you're finding a way around giving up, basically. That's what perseverance is. And I think that's what it takes to do anything significant in this world. Because I think it's easy to give up. And you have to sort of put your mind towards finding a way around giving up. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, the other thing, too, is is never consider failure as a stopping point. Failure should be a a learning tool. Uh, I think sometimes when oh, let's get back to, to uh, Rush Limbaugh. When you say things racist and when you say things racist or, or sexist. Sometimes what that will do is bring out. Uh, the opposite view in people, and if they never had that that type of a stimulus or stimuli, they may never have. They would just took it for. They would take it for granted. Mm-hmm. But once it's challenged, then you have to respond to that, and in responding to that will strengthen your resolve in things that are good. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when things that are bad, it will strengthen your resolve on the good side of things. And sometimes it reveals the bad side of people. Yeah. And you'll and you'll never know it's there. And so it's not always it's not always bad. That that's why let's getting back to what we did on Monday uh, about the politics. You've got to have dialogue. You got to have opposite views, and you got to have both sides. Listen to both sides. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen to what's this, because. It's going to resolve what you believe, or it may change what you believe. But it's never going to happen if you don't have open, uh, uh, open dialogue. Yeah. And, and so I think I, I think a free society has got to have a a responsible, <laughs> a responsible and uh, vetted uh, 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 press. Mm-hmm. The press has to be there. Well, I think everyone's depressed these days. That's why people are scared on social media. And you can say what you want. And the thing is, it's new, and we don't know how to deal with it. Uh, Humans as a whole don't really know how to deal with it. So they say, should we make rules? Like, no, maybe we shouldn't. Our whole thing is not making rules, restricting speech. It's like, but bad things are happening. And it's like, well, maybe by allowing speech to be free, we'll solve problems through free speech, not through restricting speech. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. I mean, we got to think about it. I, Because I'm not going to say there's an easy answer. Mm-hmm. What I'm saying is, now that we have this problem, smart people are going to start looking at this, maybe smarter than me, uh, but they're going to start looking at this and try to figure this thing out. They never would have figured it out unless there was a problem. Mm-hmm. Or maybe the system itself will be a self-writing machine. Right. The bad things will happen. Things will get mitigated. And in the marketplace of ideas, a more enlightened and informed populace will result. But with right. going back to Rush Limbaugh, I want to play one quote before we, we sign off. Okay. A video with Bob Marley. Uh, so Rush Limbaugh, you know, he had an army of loyal supporters. And I think if you look at, I don't know, Kenneth Copeland or someone, 
he's out there telling people, don't you stop tithing. We looked at that this week, that clip. Uh, and, and he's not the only one, by the way. Yeah. And uh, I think that what they see is, you know, listeners or wealth sometimes, you know, money, that's proof that you're doing well in life. Uh, and sometimes, like this podcast, we don't have very many listeners or any at all yet. And we haven't really marketed it, but sometimes just doing this is what's important. It's not having legions of fans or having people saying what you said was wrong. It's just getting it out there. And there's value in things that's not tangible. And I want to play this quote that Bob Marley did. Uh, that Bob Marley, uh, a Bob Marley quote. Is that okay? Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do it. Have you made a lot of money out of your music? Money? I mean, what is, how, much is, how much is a lot of money to you? Yeah, that's a good question. Have, have you made, say, millions of dollars? No. Are you a rich man? What do you mean rich? What do you mean? You have a lot of possessions, a lot of oh, money in the bank. Possession make you rich? I don't, I don't have that type of richness. My richness is life forever. Yeah, <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, do you have a lot of possessions? Oh, possessions make you rich? I don't have that type of richness. My richness is life forever. My richness is life. That's a pretty good quote, don't you think? That's a really good quote. Yay. Yay, Bob Marley. Good job, Bob Marley. Yeah. And a lot of people understand that and live that. Yeah, mm -hmm. that, that's that's good. And uh, there's a lot of people in every country. There's good people everywhere, David. Yep. Good people everywhere so in every country. Before we sign off this week, I want to say we can listen to the words of Bob Marley and say you can get a lot of money and you can get a lot of possessions. But a lot of money and a lot of possessions, they don't necessarily make you rich. Richness should be life forever. So uh, that's what I want to say at the end of the week. Do you have anything you'd like to say while I play the flute? Yes. I want to say keep on talking. But the sons of Sequoia, listen more than you talk. And try to understand what the other person is trying to say. Bye.